Vintage Sustainability, a podcast where Gordon and John look back at 25 years of sustainable building. Oh, so it's New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is New Year. And we're in, uh, we're interviewing Louise Allen. Hello. The whole idea of Vintage Sustainability is meeting old maids uh-huh. and talking to them about stuff about sustainability and how things have moved on. So John, can I just say, where did we first come across Louise? Louise was a receptionist at the famous Central Square. Central Square, yes. Central, the the Peter Millican development Uh was pre-am excellent that we wrote papers on and used to hang around a lot and interview people in. (laughs) And Louise, you're no longer at Central Square. Not, no. Where are you? Just recently, I'm now building manager at the Spark. The Spark. On the Newcastle Helix. On the Newcastle Helix. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting here in the... Catalyst. And the Catalyst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is sort of like an inter-city, inner-city uh, university campus with a whole bunch of uh-huh. modern, very ultra-modern buildings scattered about. Um, yeah. Um, an architectural mishmash, uh, I, I would suggest. Would you? Right. So, uh, <laughs> I, so I was just about to say that early, early, uh, with, uh, you know, we worked on some of the master planning of the other side. <laughs> and... So that mishmash. <laughs> so that didn't work, did it? No, no, in the engineering. And, and what, you know, there used to be a colliery on this site. Yeah. Yeah, oh. there used to be a colliery. And then famously, it was Scotch Newcastle Breweries. Brewery, yeah. And then at Mont Madonna, we did the land remediation from the brewery to make it suitable for um, development, so, uh, an attractive development site. And I remember a couple of things about that. One, they extracted a seam of coal. Oh, yes. So, was, you know, so suddenly it became, you know, they extracted coal from the site, but which is a bit odd, really, because the site had high sustainability credentials, uh-huh. and coal sort of doesn't, <laughs> really. But, but anyhow, I it mean, it was... offset a bit of Well, I think there was offset sort of calculations done at the time. And then um, the master plan was done, and there was always a plan for an energy centre... Yep. Which, as you're telling us, Louise serves your building. It does, yes. And, and quite a few of the buildings here. I'm not sure if it serves all of them. The energy centre came later. So slowly it's been developed over the last 10, yeah, 15 years. Yeah, I think years. the um, have got like a 40 year contract. Right. To, to supply build, energy. Yeah, yes, to and build on the so, what does the energy centre comprise? I think it's got a gas fired CHP. It's probably run today, and it has absorption refrigeration, oh, okay. so they can run the CHP in the summer. And it's heating and cooling. Yeah. All the uh, yeah, tri generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Except the the building here, Urban Science, as we can see, is all electric with heat pumps. Right. So that, that isn't well. I don't think it's connected. Um, the core building, which we did first, which I, uh, I'm fairly familiar with, we put in a gas boiler, but we left pipes in it to go to the energy centre. I'm not sure whether they've actually connected it yet. But the building you're in, the Spark, Louise, is another Briam Excellent. Yes. Um, So I think it's quite a high sustainability sort of uh, feeling. So your master plan, was there no intention to have any kind of coordination with the appearance of the buildings? (laughs) And your overarching... I'll be cutting this out, John. <laughs> but wasn't that, no, um, Fontler Brands did the master plan. We were doing this sort of engineering remediation, right. which obviously right. the route for the district, yeah. what, the, what the energy centre might come to. And they drilled a big hole, didn't yes. they? Did you, well, you just about the lake? The, the no? lake underneath the helix? No. There's a massive hot lake 
underneath the helix, which they put in, like say, drilled a hole down. They did. And they were going to try and use that to, um, yes. for the energy, but they didn't know whether it would be sufficient to do yes. the whole site. I remember the hole. I think it cost a million pounds to drill it. It's a lot of money I for know it's a still, hole. It's still. I was talking to a guy, and he was saying um, from Sir Rob McAlpine, he was saying that it still gets monitored every three months. Right. They're doing checks on it. And stuff. Right. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Yes, it's a good story. Yes. So if we get back to the, the main event, so right. as I say, going back onto the vintage sustainability, old mates from long yes. time ago. <laughs> the Central Square is really famous as a very green building, and we did a bit of research as to whether the occupiers were motivated by the greenness to go in, and we found that it really weren't. But I just thought two things. One was. When you were there, did you think the, the greenness of the building, the environmental sustainability elements, had any effect on how it was run and what the occupiers thought of the place? I think it did, certainly from Peter's point of view. Yeah. Um, Peter Milligan, yeah. He, his, his vision was way above, like way beyond, well, probably yes. where we are at now. Yes. He was trying to make everything sort of green, energy efficient and sustainable. I don't think at that point the tenants were that concerned about it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like the main factor. You know, like people then were more into getting car spaces. Now they're like not getting car spaces and having all cycle racks yes. and, you know, like, so I, I would say Arabs, which were one of the, they were the engineers as well. Yes, I think yes. they were more, the yeah, they were more concerned with it. But the other tenants, I wouldn't say so much. No. I think, but obviously everyone benefited from it just from what yes. Peter. Yeah. So I, see, I seem to remember the, um, was it TSB had the top floor, yes, there was a corn centre. Yep. Lloyds Bank. Yeah. Lloyds Bank. Was Just Lloyds Bank. And was it Lloyds Bank? Mm -hmm. Yes. And one of their priorities was to have a city centre location because they had a high female uh, workforce and they used to, being in the city centre, they could just nip out and do shopping and bits and pieces of lunch. Yeah. It was a kind of an important factor yeah. is, is from, from their point of view. So sustainable as far as location is concerned, but as far as the, the building design was, was really. Yeah, I mean, like you say, with, for the, the transport links, it was so perfectly placed yes. behind with the metro station, the central station, and it was easily accessible to get into town. Um, but for the building itself, I think Peter was way ahead than maybe the tenants' vision was yes. at that time. But they all then bought into it because they yes. were sort of trying for different certificates, and um, so you know, they all just started following the green initiative uh -huh. yeah. did you actively did you actively monitor energy and give people feedback as to you didn't have a league table of energy no, like, no. we did <laughs> we did yeah. obviously they all wanted their meter readings oh, and yes. stuff and um, monthly meter readings and to see what they used uh -huh. uh, their water consumption um, but no, we didn't have a, a league oh, table at that time. That's what we need to do now, yeah. You win an award if you're... <laughs> <laughs> what well, you could do in the spark. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It uh, probably is some meter per floor. I don't know. That is one of the Briam type things, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, they, they get... Um, we've got... Um, all the data goes through, and then it's separated through to floor level so they can find out exactly right. what they're using and at the spark we've got where all of the waste is weighed as well really yeah. is it really oh, right. i meant to show you that bit actually. Oh, right. so all of the bags of waste are weighed before they go into the bins um so that they can see exactly what they're 
who's using what so on what floor. So recycling waste and waste waste. Yep. Also, we've just introduced um, a food bin, which is because they're wanting to do the anaerobic digest. It's like compost, compost like yeah. on the skins. And goes to fuel as well, oh, so right. it can be made into a, a gas that's... So is there a contractor that's taking that away? Yes, we've got our, um, wow. our contractor who takes all that. So then we've got our glass, and so it's all separated quite, but yeah, it's all, it's all weird. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Good heavens. When, yeah. when you gave us a little mini look around the spark, we went to a very sophisticated cycle storage yes. space mm-hmm. with... with very elaborate cycle storage and <coughs> showers and chessing and things like that, which was a Briam requirement. Mm-hmm. There was also a Briam requirement in the central square. And we noticed when we used to go there originally, there's a gigantic basement car park yes. and some very lonely cycle racks with no bikes. To be fair, in the we ended up having to introduce more cycle racks. At Central Square? Yeah, because oh, wow. um, more and more people started using them. It became them. a thing, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think in the early days, like, see, it was more people just wanted to get in their car. Yes. But then it, it definitely developed. and we had to, Even at the end, before I left Central Square, they were looking at other places to put cycle racks and maybe introduce more showers in. Oh, wow. Because we only had the two showers. Uh-huh. Um, Arabs had actually made a shower room in the basement right. um, car park, at least a space, and put showers in because I had so many people cycling to work. So how long was that after it opened? Was that like 10 years after? Or what was the yeah. kind of graph of... Yeah, I would definitely say it was probably about 10 years. It was just starting to change where everyone's... Is this, well, this is a good example of Brian being ahead of the game. It is a good example because we sort cynics, of scoffed a bit. like us used to think there used to be a market for second-hand cycle racks. Yes. Because <laughs> we'd put them in to get the Brian points. And then, and then take them out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, there was a smokers room at Central Square. Yes, yes. And, yes. The the and they were looking to make that into a, a so, cycle, cycle room. Yeah. Ah, oh, that smokers shelter. Shelter. Yeah. It was now same it's not compliant. Is it then right? No, because it's not as open as it should yes. be. Yeah. But obviously, at the time, <coughs> that was amazing because mm-hmm. you it was know. an architectural. It was really yeah. clever because there's a little little gap. Mini me of the square. Yes, so it's all in history now. The smokers shelter. Yes. Are there any smokers shelters on this site? Do you know? Um, well, are you not allowed to smoke think, within no, the I site? I think it's you can smoke on the site, but you've just got to smoke away from the buildings. Right. So you tend to find people just going to the seating areas. Yes. yes. It's, a lot of people are just vaping now, so it's oh, not. Vaping. All right. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. The, the other thing that occurred to us, in fact, it occurred to Gordon more than me actually, was this whole idea of this kind of evolution of, of your career from. Ace receptionist to mm-hmm. Ace building manager. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not a trained architect or building services no. engineer or anything like that. No. So you're self-taught. Yes. So what would you needed to know at the beginning or what do you now know now that you didn't know? Because I noticed you were saying, oh, they've had to turn off this smoke detector. Oh, yeah. When we were talking before. I think it's literally from being hands-on. Yes. From We had yes. the, the most amazing... Well, we've had a lot of great maintenance men at, at Central Square, but Jimmy the maintenance guy who's still there currently everyone needs a Jimmy in their life he's absolutely oh, so every team needs a Fabian Shaw and every yeah. every, every <laughs> building manager needs a Jimmy everyone yes. needs a Jimmy yeah so <laughs> Jimmy literally every time he was doing something I would pick his brains and just say right what's that why am I, why oh, right. are we doing that right. and I think that's what makes the difference if you if you're interested in something yes. you learn yes yeah. yeah whereas rather than just in, you know from um from the early days at Central Square, there was, I don't know if you ever met John Walder, who was worked for Lamb and Edge, and, um, who used to be the management agent for, for the, um, Central Square. 
him and a gentleman called George Conway, and they they made me care about the building, as, as Peter did as well, because John would come in, suited and booted, you know, like he was a very public school boy, and he would walk in, and he would see some rubbish, he would pick it up. Right. He didn't okay. come in and say, could you get one of the cleaners to nip out? Yeah. He would just pick it up, and I just thought, yeah, because he cares about yes, the building. Yes, yes. Ah, so like lead, lead behaviour of some, yes, it's definitely. important really mm-hmm. in that way, yes. You know, yes. like, so then you, it makes you care more, because you're like, yeah. If he's picking it up, everyone should just, you know, like, regardless of your role, you know, of your seniority, you should just make, be care, like, care for the building. And That's a really it. interesting point, because I remember I was once sitting in the reception at Northumbria University, and the Vice-Chancellor, Gilbert yeah. Smith, wandered through reception, and he picked up some litter in the middle of the floor. Yeah. And it is a good, good signal. It is. Um, and obviously we had, so I had George Conway, who's recently passed, bless him, um, he was amazing building manager there. So at, at Central Square, Louise, what was the like, um, w- were there any big dramas? Did anything ever go wrong? Did you lose power? I mean, or had a few dramas. Did you? No heating. I think as long as you've, as long as you're responsive with the tenants and the other occupiers and they know that you're doing your best, then they're much more patient with you. Yes. And that's why if, you, yes. if you've got a good relationship with your occupiers, they're much more understanding when things do go wrong because they know you're not just going her way. Mm-hmm. Never yes. mind, you haven't got yes. any heat. Yes. You know, you, they know, <laughs> they know <laughs> that you're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But there was times when there would be no water to the building and then we would just maybe go to Central Square South oh, and see Peter's other building and say, can we use your facilities until we get... So, you know, it's working with the people around you as yes. well and the other buildings. Yes, so no heat, that's a classic. No heat, yeah, no, no heat, water. No water. Yeah. Any leaks? Oh, God, yes. Oh, no leaks. leaks. I know, and yeah. sort of building managers, I often say, what's the worst call you don't want in the ceiling? There's water coming through to, the ceiling. To be fair, we had, um, again, down to the team that we had at Central Square, it was amazing because we had some water ingress through uh-huh. the in the basement, in the, oh, yes. and it was coming in, and it would if we left it, it would have gone in the Arab shower rooms. So we had right. a roster of going down every 15 minutes, myself, a the cleaner Mandy, Jimmy, and the security guards just suck up 20 litres of water right. and empty it. Yeah. So we were doing this for months. Really? Be- until the, um, they found out in the end it was a leak through the water board because they'd come out and said it wasn't their responsibility, but it turned out it was. But we were having to uh, sucking up all this water. So what went you through the night? The security guards, every 15 minutes through the night, went down. Good heavens. I know. <laughs> They deserved a medal. They did, yeah. Did they get a medal? No. 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 I think I bought them some chocolates. I bought them some cakes and or something like that. No, but to be fair, like, they, they really deserved sort of recognition for, for what they've done, the whole team. So quite a, quite a strong team oh. and team of people working together can make yeah. a big difference. Yeah. That's, I think that's the main thing, the most yes. important thing is a team. Yes. That's what I'm trying to, well, don't need to try because I've already got it at the Spark. There's a yes. great, great little team there as well. Yes. So, so you're in a new building now. New building brand, now. Brand new. How long has it been open? Two years. Two, oh, is it right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tenants are just starting to, there are tenants already and yeah. then new tenants will be coming in, you said. And uh, I've been there six months, you know, like, uh-huh. but the tenants are really on it now. They're, they're all wanting to know how much usage of their energy, you know, every month I have to send breakdowns of all their waste, all their energy, um, you know, they, they've got to report back. Uh-huh. I think companies do have an internal, yeah. like, carbon footprint report, and, yeah, if you can help with that, I suppose. Because they're all going for the carbon neutral. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's about 2050. Yes. 
that they want Newcastle to be carbon. But I'm, no, is it Newcastle are trying to do it by 2030? I think it's the I country think it by 2050, but I think New, yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle are trying by 2030. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing that we, I recall from Central Square was there was quite a community atmosphere there. Yeah. And, and Am I right? They used to have recitals at lunchtime. Yes, place. every Monday, the first Monday of the month, they used to have. Well, Peter had a piano put in, um, right. so they obviously had um, pianists come in. We had string quartets come in. We had at Christmas there was um, people coming in singing carols. <laughs> it was a lovely atmosphere, and again. Peter had everything with Parabola, obviously, had so, was so ahead of the times because they had that big atrium area. Yes. Rather than just trying to fill the space with offices, yes. they thought about the environment. The social space, yeah, yes. And, and yes, yes. how people, how it affected on people's working environment. It was, it was really ahead of its time, actually, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. That, that social space, a cafe. Yeah, we had the cafe, had a bar, <laughs> which was ideal. Yes, so yes. on a Friday night, a lot of the staff would just come down, have a few drinks, and then hot off from town. So... But the music was uh, was definitely, and then we would do, um, you, you know, there was things through the, a lot of the tenants had events in the yes. atrium area, because it was such a nice so place. Did, did that go on all the time you were there, or did it like, taper off? It tapered off. Um, so clearly you've been very good at creating community in Central Square. What's happening at the spot to do this thing, apart from your extensive <laughs> cabaret type <laughs> we would try to do Instagram. I was going to say, yeah, to, to try and involve the tents. Because basically, when, when we first started, um, people would just walk through with their headphones in. You know, no one really says morning and stuff. And I was like, we need to create more of an atmosphere in the reception area. Yes, yes. So just We've by... seen the postman video. Yes, <laughs> I love a postman. To be fair, we had a great postman in Central Square as well. <laughs> I used to have him doing squats when we used to have pure gym. <laughs> I think it is. I, you know, people go to the office and they might have a hard day ahead of them or, you know, like a boring day ahead of them or it's, it, it's quite intense. So I think a reception area should be fun and should be somewhere nice to pop down yes. and have an escape and yes. have a chat. I mean, I don't know if you've seen, we've got the, one of the um, partners from Wombles. Is, um, he didn't like what he hates on music. He, he yes. thinks it's atrocious. Does he? Does he? Yeah, yeah. His yes. exact words were, it's atrocious. So now we've signed him up as a DJ, and he's got his own playlist. <laughs> oh, nice turnaround. Yes. Well done, yes. So... Give, Kate, give us an idea of something on his playlist. Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Yeah, but now he puts music on, and we have to guess the song. And oh, right. I see Eric oh, Clapton. I love that. I see Eric Clapton to everything. Do you? Right. And he's like... It's not Eric Clapton, Louise. Yes. And I'm like, well, one of these days it will be, won't it? I can see a whiteboard going up with yes. guests. Well, we've music. said we could People have... Can, yeah, well, there's a lady in the cafe. She's quite good. So she comes down sometimes when Simon's in and uh, she guesses some of the songs. So I think it's just involving people. Yes. You know, yes. it's like... Add an, a nice bit of something to the do day. Yeah. Do you know... The, the core building, Louise, it, it, does that act as like the hub for all the buildings around here as well? You said there are some activities across all the buildings on the site. I think it's just more, they've got more facilities. Like, we haven't got conference room facilities. Right. So if we were wanting to do an event, um, some of our tenants or occupiers would go to somewhere, either like the Catalyst or like the core where there's more sort of larger yes. rooms available, larger spaces. And also they have like a Christmas, they had like a Christmas market on and stuff. Yes, you know, so like it does act as a little bit of a whole yeah. sort of area for the whole site. 
Yeah, I'm interested in it really. Yeah. Mainly because I worked on that one and it has openable windows. Yeah, yeah. And none of the other buildings have openable windows. I know, and I want to talk. It's got openable windows, hasn't it? it yeah. Uh, yes. At Edinburgh Park, yeah? Yes. So I think we're going to talk to people There's in no the catcher. core as well. Fancy <laughs> <laughs> having a window that open. I know. It's amazing. We're going to ask them about it. <laughs> do you travel in? How do you travel in? Well, <coughs> I'm not very green. I'm oh, travelling in my car. car. But only because the... Don't apologise. No, don't apologise. I'm from, I'm from Blythe. Yes, I'm from Blythe. So, yes. to be fair, I could get a um, bus in, but I start so early in the morning because I like to get in and get ahead. Uh, well, I'm officially meant to start at half seven, but I'm normally here for quarter to seven in the morning. Right. So I like to get in and just make sure everything seems to be... What time you finish? Half three. Right. That's, that's nice. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. So what yeah. was the first car you ever owned? We often ask oh, people this, Just, mainly because John wants to find the engine noise. It was an MG Metro. Oh, an nice. MG Metro? Yeah, right. and my dad bought us it, bless him, and uh, I think it was £400 from an auction, uh-huh. and then we got told years later that was a ringer. Right. You know where they used to join oh, two yes. cars together? But everyone used to break into this little MG metro. So do you know what two cars are? Oh, well, they're both MGs. I think they're both MGs, yeah. <laughs> Didn't look like a Fiesta look, at the front did, and a Corsa at the back. Did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone used to break into my car outside the house and try and pinch because it had, like, little bucket seats and it was... So my dad ended up advising us to sell it and buy a Citroen, which was boring as hell, but no-one broke into it. Right. OK, <laughs> so, we'll look for an MG uh, yeah. metro yes. car noise. I still know the registration of it. Go on, then. I think it was X8OY. X-A-J-8-O-Y. It's probably been crushed. Oh, they're being crushed now. now. Especially being a ringer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a group coming into the building. Yeah, yeah. This is is what people do working. No, they get them involved. They they set projects up for them and stuff. And yeah, and. like, I want an excellent idea. Yeah, yeah. It's, so they're really trying to involve the community that's, as well, yeah, the surrounding really community. It's, it's noticeable because when we were in um, uh, King's Place and London, Peter Malkin's Place, I was once there having a coffee in the middle of the morning and there's two school parties with yeah. trailing through. And, and again, it's, a, it's such an important yeah. part of... And it makes places accessible because often they look unaccessible. Yeah. Whereas yes. if you've been, yes. you might think, oh, you can wander around here. Well, and, uh, I would never have thought of coming here for a coffee. You know, no. you just there's certain places that you wouldn't think to to just walk into. You know, it's yeah, more... we've got a, John and I have got over that now. Have right? you? We're always walking into places. We're walking in all sorts of places. You know, people are too embarrassed to say, who are you? They just pretend they know you. Come in, it's lovely to see you. So Louise, very interesting, John. Yes, yes. You enjoyed that and a few things to follow up on. So uh-huh. here we are, a big bite of lunch afterwards. Uh, Wagamama. Yeah, Wagamama. Yes. Um, so, Show you a protracted advert for Wagamama. See if they send us some money. <laughs> when did you last buy a mattress? I knew I was now going to say it. <laughs> Anyhow, I think the whole sort of helix site is worth a little further yes. look, so perhaps we'll get a chance to... <coughs> find out a bit more about that and also the River Green Centre we do want to think back to that Brian excellent biomass driven building yes. near Durham so yes. so perhaps we can sort of chase that one down do you think why, why don't we just drive down and turn up and see alright have a good cafe <laughs>
That could be. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's just have a go. At that. Okay. Well, I think we're playing that now, aren't we? Yes. Okay. <laughs>